this situation. He took a pitch in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. Heart attack. We used heart attack. Me. Managers on a major league baseball team don't make decisions. Could have done without that. Credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? The castration of the major league baseball managers. We know it. Ask me about my winner going on everybody uh see most people prepare for super bowl number 58 you got the chiefs you got the 49ers i i personally don't have a dog in the fight i'm a big fan if you've followed the show you know that i root for dynasties so i'm pushing for the chiefs i'm pushing for pat mahomes i'm pushing for andy reed to rank themselves amongst the best to ever do it and i was thinking about andy reed as far as a head coach with a third super bowl where I would rank him, would he quite be in as one of the top 10 pro football head coaches of all time? I still have him a little bit out for this reason. I look at Joe Gibbs, who I rank as the number 10 head coach in the history of professional football, three Super Bowl championships with three different quarterbacks. I give Reed some credit because we're living in the salary cap era, and it takes a lot from a coach to be able to maintain success with so many different players coming in and out, but he does have the benefit of the great quarterback. Bill Belichick had the benefit of having Tom Brady as his quarterback for all those years, winning six Super Bowls, but I rank him as the best head coach of all time because in the salary cap era, so many different players had to be moved in and out. Now, when it comes to Belichick, I think it's very important to bring this up. No longer the head football coach of the New England Patriots, the thought is what? He's going to probably not get one of the last two jobs, right? You know, it looks like Seattle is hiring Mike McDonald as their, their head coach, only leaves the Washington Commanders as the only head, head uh, coaching vacancy currently available. But what I think would be great for Belichick, I kind of think of Doc Rivers in the NBA here. Hear me out for a second. Doc Rivers let go as the, uh, the head basketball coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, doesn't get a job in the last cycle. Comes on with, what is it, ESPN, ends up becoming a broadcaster, broadcasting games, whatever, uh, a color analyst, what have you. Gets hired early on in the season by the Milwaukee Bucks as a consultant. Adrian Griffin's out of a job just about a month or so later. I could see the same thing happening with, Bill Belichick. I could see a team, I don't know, um, maybe not the Jets, because Bill Belichick, I don't think, would ever work for the Jets. But, you know, imagine a team with, I don't know, a questionable head coach, a head coach that maybe they don't believe 100% in, or maybe one of the head coaches, let's say a Nick Sirianni, a Mike McCarthy, somebody that, eh, you know, you could have made a case could have been fired or let go after this past season. A coach that is brought back for another year. All of a sudden, you bring in Belichick as a consultant. I could see Belichick ending up getting the job. Before we get into saving sports history, the segment that the Passball Show prides itself being, there's a lot of stuff that I want to bring up that happened in this day in sports history. First day of February 2024, so everything that I will go over in a couple minutes has something to do with February 1st. When it comes to baseball and the baseball free agents, um, probably looking at something along the lines of, let's say, a Blake Snell, a Cody Bellinger, Jordan Montgomery, 
players of that elk, Jorge Soler, the highest ranking or most valuable free agents that are out there, still without a team to be signed, that maybe they're going to, I don't know, drop their ambitions, maybe the goals of getting, you know, the long contracts with the extreme amount of money that perhaps they're asking for, perhaps is the reason that they're being held back and they're not getting the the, the deals that they want, they'll lower their standards a little bit. One thing that I want to suggest, it seems very evident that the baseball player today is incentivized by an opt-out after a first season. And I think that could be very valuable in some of these players getting their next contract. Now, I think it allows the team that signs them to potentially really sign them for a one-year deal. You know, a bunch of, you know, shenanigans, a bunch of, you know, just random, like, this is going to be it. But it isn't. They can get out after the first year. And I think it's very beneficial for the teams that are looking to sign a free agent. I could see it happening with Cody Bellinger, even with a $100 million plus deal. You front load it. You give the guy a chance. You say, listen. If you're talking about outfielders outside of Juan Soto as a free agent next year, there's going to be a lot of teams that want, there's going to be more than one team that wants Juan Soto that ain't going to get him. If you ball this year, if you have a great year, a better year even than last year in 2023, you got a chance to go back to the free agent market and get a much better deal than you would get right now. I think it's something worth considering for these players. Now, you know, we always say, hey, would they sign a one-year deal? There's no reason for any of these players to sign a one-year deal. Like I said, you use the opt-out after the first season as a way to maybe have a a play-it-up contract. But if you get hurt, if you underperform, if 2024 isn't the best year of your baseball career, you could still opt in and still get paid handsomely for a couple years. Not what you were expecting before, but I, I think it's something that's worth thinking about. You know, For the top free agents that are out there to consider, not a one-year deal, but a longer-term deal with an opt-out after year number one. So as we jump into the DeLorean, crank it up to 88 miles an hour and go into the Saving Sports History segment, we jump all the way back to the year of 1913. And I think of Olympic hero Jim Thorpe, who signs a Major League Baseball contract with the New York Giants. Obviously, all the great accomplishments he had in the Olympics, being one of the best and considered greatest athletes in the history of sport. At this point, you thought he was going to be on to bigger and better things or just as good of things playing for the New York Giants and John McGraw, and that never worked out. 1950, Curly Lambeau, one of the greatest football head coaches in the history of the sport, resigns after 31 years and six NFL championships. 1959, Longtime Dodger outfielder Zach Wheat gets inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. 1967, the American Basketball Association, the ABA, is formed, led by Commissioner George Mikan, who I think is one of the greatest to ever wear number 99, and he is probably within the top 10 as far as one of the greatest basketball players to ever play. Three-point shot becomes the big thing about the ABA, obviously something that the NBA, after the merger, is held on to, and one of the greatest things of the sport. Just a year later, Vince Lombardi, on the same day, February 1st, resigns 
exactly 18 years after Curly Lambeau resigns as the head football coach of the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, one of the greatest of all time um, would end up taking a Washington Redskins job, would die with about a year or so later, uh, tragically and quickly. 1970, Baseball Hall of Fame welcomes Commissioner Ford Frick, outfielder Early Coombs, and pitcher Jesse Haynes into its Hall of Fame. That same day, Terry Sawchuk, one of the greatest goalies in the history of the National Hockey League, held the wins record for such a long time, the first to ever get to 100 shutouts, one of only two goalies to ever get to 100 shutouts, got his last win. This one, as a member of the New York Rangers, he would die uh, about three months later, and at the end of May in 1970. 1973, Monty Irvin, well-deserved. Baseball Hall of Fame gets the recognition that he deserves for his longtime career as a Negro League star and, of course, with the New York Giants. 1984, David Stern becomes the NBA commissioner, uh, taking over for Larry O'Brien. He would actually hold on to the position for exactly 30 years. I'm going to jump across to 2014 with Adam Silver on February 1st becomes the NBA commissioner. Going back to 1995, John Stockton passed Magic Johnson to become the all-time assist leader in NBA history. Super Bowl 38 in 2004, New England Patriots over the Carolina Panthers 32-29. Super Bowl 43, the Pittsburgh Steelers 27, and the Arizona Cardinals 23. 2014, Ray Guy, first punter to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 2015, Super Bowl 44, New England, 28, Seattle, 24. Born on this day, Con Smythe was born on February 1st, 1895, one of the greatest defensemen in the history of the sport. There's an award named after him. That's why you hear it every year during the playoff time. One of the better and more underappreciated hockey players to ever play the sport. 1968, Hockey Hall of Famer Mark Recchi was born. 1987. Uh, MMA fighter and well-known Ronda Rousey was born. 1928, we lost longtime Detroit Tigers manager and Major League Baseball infielder Huey Jennings. 1959, pro football quarterback Wade Wilson, one-time Super Bowl champion, was born exactly 60 years to that day in 2019. He died. One of very few athletes that died on the day that they were born. This is the Passball Show brought to you by JohnPLA.com, by St. Aloysius Church in Jackson, New Jersey, by Two Ways, One Passion Food Truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. If you're interested in hearing me flap my yap mouth, you can check me out, whether it's YouTube, a YouTube podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. Just look me up, J-O-H-N-P-I-E-L-L-I. We'll be back with you soon. God bless you. And as always, I'll see you. On the other side. Packers Pride was on the Chicago Cubs roster opening day. I have many leather-bound books. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. Why don't you give it all or a majority of it to the team that wins the friggin' World Series? I was going to listen to that, but then I just carried on living my life. I may come out as the biggest Major League Baseball manager apologist. It'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Because hitters are going out there saying I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm going to strike out. And if I don't get a pitch that I feel like I could drive out of the park. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Especially prospect whores and hoarders 
are going to be a little pissed off at me when I say this. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. There are only two managers in baseball's Hall of Fame who have losing records. One of them is the iconic Connie Mack, who you could say, in spite of winning five World Series championships as a manager, could be in as much as a pioneer. <laughs> side of the spectrum they're on. Were they pitching? Were they batting? If your favorite team was pitching and the ball got inside to hit a batter, there's no way it could have been on purpose. But if, if you were a fan of the team that was batting and the ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100% unequivocally, that pitcher was throwing at They put their tail between their legs and decided they're going to do exactly what they're told. Thirty-five years ago, I could have loaned your parents the money for an abortion.